Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to a very early edition of the Cryptomaniacs podcast. Uh, first of all, big shout out to Task for, uh, I sent him a note last night. I was like, dude, I got to do this show a couple of hours earlier than normal. Can you do it? Task says, no problem. I have no life. No friends, no family, no problem. No friends, though. You have friends on the blockchain task. You know, you have online buddies. Yeah, yeah. but they can always ghost me, so. Guys, welcome to the show. We got uh, quite a jam-packed... Everyone, because we had Cal on last week, so we haven't asked questions for a couple of weeks. My goodness, uh, we have a boatload of your guys' questions to get into. Like another level of of awesomeness, uh, you guys really stepped up, huge. Um, a little bit of housekeeping before we get into things. Next week we got disregard fiat, uh, and then um, two weeks from now, so the next not not this Tuesday coming up, but the next Tuesday will be our hundredth episode. So stay tuned for that. I, I heard there was a little giveaway or something that's happening, or a contest or something we're doing. What what is that again? Uh, no. I don't know. You're the brains of the operation. I, <laughs> shit. I just, I don't even know what, what are we doing? <laughs> did we, did we even think of doing anything? I, I don't know. It, oh well. um, I I don't know. I, I think, I think there will be some giveaways of some kind. So stay tuned for that. We will, we, we will have that for you guys uh, listening in. Them um, is not connected. Chris says. Um, says we're live. Chris says you're not. So I don't know which one of you is lying, but one of you two is. I will check. It says, yeah, it says we're live. It says we're live. I don't know. I I blame John. Blame John. Blame technology and blame me. And blame that it's very early in the morning for me here. So uh, I I think we should just blame Blaine. That's hard to say. It's all Blaine's fault. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Chris got it going. Oh yeah, no worries, man. No worries. Yeah, it it takes takes a couple of seconds for me to kick it in its rear. Uh, but yeah, guys. So welcome to the show. We've got lots to go over with with all of your questions and comments. Um, man, are you ready to uh, dive in, Tass? Let's be do fun. it. This is going to be fun. So let me just share the screen so those that are here can follow along uh, with the fun. So perfect. Yes, here we go. First question. Let's get into it. Jimmy. Jimmy's actually got three questions. Look at Jimmy. Three and one here. Like, Jimmy's just a beast. Jimmy's got a couple. With the inevitable regulation of cryptocurrency, what is one thing that you recommend that those of us on Hive do to make sure we are ahead of those regulations opposed to being smack dab in the middle of it? That's part one. Um, 
And then two is what is the easiest way to do transactions in Hive that doesn't involve Coinbase and companies that are basically centralized at this point? Uh, and uh, three is, in a nutshell, how do we tran- truly transact in a decentralized manner? This is pretty, this is big, big stuff, obviously, with all the uh, the talk of regulation and the bill that was passed in the states. Uh, this will be a, a, a hot topic, I think. So, uh, do you want to tackle one all at the same time or go through each? It, yeah. I mean, well, just by being on Hive, you, you solve the problem because Hive is truly a decentralized blockchain in the sense there is no foundation, there is no company, there is no laboratory behind it, and there is no major stakeholder. And when I say major stakeholder, somebody who has 20, 30, 40% of the stake for them to go knocking on the door. And that's when you look in the legal arena, obviously the lack of adherence to laws, you have to be able to serve somebody notice or show up at somebody's door. And if there's no door, what do you do? And so just by being on hive, uh, I think you, we, we insulate ourselves in that regard, just like by being involved with Bitcoin, you're also insulated in that regard because there's nothing they can really do about Bitcoin either. Um, You know, HBD, this is one of the reasons why I've been focusing so much on HBD, because that is a stable coin that is outside uh, the ability to regulate. Because, again, that's algorithmically based. It's driven by the community and nobody is in control of it. The the code comes from the blockchain, which is run by 20 consensus witnesses and, you know, about 80 you know, rotating witnesses. So, uh, and they're all over the world and we don't even know who a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the, the one area we, we have going for us. Uh, with regards to Hive, <clears throat> that's tough. You got to go to liquidity pools and now you're talking uh, B-Swap, I guess, as a liquidity pool for Hive. Um, maybe some others on the um, Hive engine, um, diesel pools i don't know what's in there if they're using hive uh in there um you know outside of that we don't really have too much i mean hopefully we'll see you know either an hbd uh, i would like to see an hbd option on cup finance but i don't know if they'll they'll make a liquidity pool or or kingdom on their pro uh, on their project for that i think they should um but you know this is why i've been talking about high bonds and you know, talked about high savings yesterday, and that might uh, be going into the next hard fork if it can be coded. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to make that more viable. But at the end of the day, it's all going to come down to liquidity pools and DEXs. And, you know, I think a big thing will be uh, Speak Network SIP. Uh, that will provide another opportunity to go in and out of Hive or HBD, whichever they mm-hmm. do. I think they're going to do Hive. Um, so, I mean, that, that's just what it, it, it involves is more liquidity pools. And what was the last question? Um, just, um, in a nutshell, how do we truly transact in a digital decentralized manner? Uh, You just got, I mean, really, you just got to, uh, I don't know if you can, because crypto right now is not really decentralized when you think about it. I mean, some of the token distribution is, but. You know, everybody has a a foundation or a company or 
a um, a laboratory behind the applications or or the the blockchains. Uh, most of your layer two stuff is is centralized to one degree or another because as people are finding out with MetaMask, that's centralized. Um, right. You know, your decentralization is at the blockchain level and. You know, like we found out with Steam, that wasn't really decentralized because of the NinjaMind stake and because of Steam at Inc. Uh, you know, is is the Ethereum foundation a point of vulnerability for Ethereum? I believe it is. So it, it's a process and it's just, you know, that's why I like listening to the three speak guys, because they approach the setup of their project with decentralization and distribution at the start they, right. that's that's one of their core tenants um you don't get that with the vcs and, and a lot of these other projects and even leo finance i mean you know it's cal and and cal's behind it and that's ultimately a point of vulnerability but that's a layer two situation mm -hmm. yeah it's uh it's funny because we had this conversation the other day in a in a little uh meeting that i was having with some customers and stuff and um I, I'm I'm pretty sure Starkers was the one who said it, um, but he thinks you know truly the only two decentralized blockchains, true decentralized blockchains, is Bitcoin and Hive. Um, so the argument is there, and uh, which makes me smile from ear to ear. But you know, that's why we like Hive. So. Yeah, you might you might have some of the other Bitcoin, Bitcoin forks. Could theoretically, because don't forget, token supply on the proof of work doesn't equate to the distribution. That's the mining. And I just don't know what the mining pools look like. But, right. um, you know, I mean, like Litecoin, you got the Litecoin Foundation behind it. So I don't know, Bcash and some of the others. But mm -hmm. it, it's, you know, it's a very difficult situation. And hopefully projects are looking at this and saying, we need to start things from scratch in this direction. Yep. Good, good point. Uh, speaking of uh, mining, that's actually one of the next questions. Uh, Jay Latour uh, comes in and says, what's your take on crypto mining today? I mean, besides Bitcoin, is mining other crypto still worth it? I have no idea. I, you know, it's <clears throat> mining is a wonderful way to, you know, get, get tokens. Uh, I don't know the, uh cost of performance i.e you got to buy the mining equipment and you know is it profitable uh, i i'm sure there's a lot of sites out there that monitor it and i'm sure there's stuff like monero or some of these other mining uh based uh systems that can be valuable yeah. um you know bitcoin obviously we know you have to have very expensive miners and a lot of them and it's very tough to, to to succeed there but some of the other smaller stuff that doesn't have the competition it might well be a a very profitable venture and then of course you have the virtual mining which um you know that's buying mining tokens on on hive engine or getting involved in some of these DeFi. i mean they call farming kind of like mining and i guess to a degree it is you you're mm -hmm. you're making investment and getting an roi for, for new new stuff to be generated and and i remember you know when i first joined this blockchain it was always looked at as proof of brain that was the mining algorithm so you you know 
the the content and the value you put out on the blockchain, you were mining the tokens in return. Yeah, I, I guess you know, I I guess in that regard, you're using mining as this is how the how new tokens are created and distribute distributed, <clears throat> regardless of the mechanism that does it. But right. ultimately, uh, I think mining has taken the evolved to mean the proof of work blockchains where you actually have the hardware that yeah. supports a network. And I mean, the, co co uh, the the comparison would be maybe the witnesses on Hive, they're mining because their their servers are actually right, running right. the network. But yeah, I mean, it it's, you know, I, I can't speak for the cost of hardware and going that route. But if you if you use what you just said, John, in terms of the mining, uh, let's broaden the term. There's very profitable ways all over cryptocurrency to take your money and put it in, quote unquote, farming, mining, yeah. ROI projects that can be fabulous. Yep. Yep. Good point. Absolutely. Thank you for the question, Jay. Hope that helped. Uh, Don Pappy is up. Do you guys plan to add more utility for CTP and listeners tokens in the future? Absolutely. Um, loads of them, in fact. It's just uh, the, the only problem is there's one dude <laughs> that's doing all the development of it. Um, we need to have like a team of uh, developers like Cal does. What does he add? Like eight or something, he said? Uh, I, for some reason, I think he's in double digits, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, 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 you certainly could use a, a couple more people with coding experience. And, yeah, man. You know, yeah. put, put put some pants on your son and hand him a coding book and get him started early. So maybe in a couple of years he can help Blaine out as he, you know, potty train him and teach him to teach exactly. him or 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 something like that. I, I i like it i, I think i'm gonna buy him a coding book all uh, you know and get him going right now after he learns yeah to, yeah for the hell with reading you know learning to read by good starting with c spot run you know exactly yeah. to, it'll teach him to read by let him read c plus plus yeah exactly <laughs> uh, yes jimmy welcome yeah sorry a super early version of uh Cryptomaniacs this week. Uh, John's got to go do something for the family later, so I had to squeeze the show in early. So apologize for uh, the early show. But hey, what better way than to wake up with us? No, well, it's really early for me, and even e er earlier for Chris because he's on the West Coast. But anyways, I digress. Well, the 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 one thing I would say about listeners to answer that question <clears throat> to everybody. And I don't have inside information, but just be patient. The project's, what, about two months old. It's yeah, obviously a limited good, yeah. team behind it, and they got good ideas. They are long-term focused. You know that anybody who's been involved in CTT, C CTP, excuse me, not CTT, that was yesterday, CTP, <laughs> knows that you guys are long-term focused. So mm -hmm. don't don't freaking worry about uh, listeners now. I mean, just keep doing it, watching it grow, and, um, you know, Close your eyes and then see where it is in six or nine months because that that's probably the projection path. Well, that's that's our game plan too. It's it's been like that since day one. We we are very slow and steady. I've been pre. If anyone's been listening to any of my content over the decades, I've preached slow and steady. So it hasn't changed just because we're on the blockchain. So we're still approached, but it's we've got tons of stuff coming. So yes, there is loads of use case coming. 
uh, for this stuff. So uh, stay tuned. There will be a big use case for listeners. <clears throat> we mentioned it yesterday. Uh, so it should be ready Monday, Blaine's hoping. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's coming. So stay tuned for that. And by the way, yes, I've been opening up my emails, and I, I, I am still a shaky, shaky virgin. That's interesting enough. The next question that we have oh. from Jay Fang. There you go. My question is about the new shaky, shaky feature in listeners. Oh, I, I can't answer it. I haven't gotten one. <laughs> <laughs> what is the chance of getting one if you don't? Not delegate very good. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you don't delegate Hive, uh, and what are the chances uh, if you do? So we mentioned this again last night in our show. Uh, we you don't have to delegate to 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 get shaky, shaky. Uh, your chances are doubled if you delegate the minimum of 100 hive power. So but they're not guaranteed either. So yeah, and that's not guaranteed either. So it's funny because we had someone, uh, I'm not going to mention any names, Mike Dell, Mad Dog Mike on Hive, uh, who's notorious for winning almost every competition we've ever had. Uh, he went and got two gold shaky shakies right out the bat, like literally within the first hour. He hasn't won a single one since. Uh, there's some people that have opened up tons of emails. Haven't got any. Uh, Chris was, I think Chris is, Chris is here. He was talking to me yesterday. And then all of a sudden he's like, Hey, I just got a green one or a blue one. I, I mean, so it's, it's completely random, but there's no guarantee. Um, so it, it, but you don't have to delegate. If you delegate, your chances are doubled. Uh, so that's, that's all it is, but it's not, there's no yeah guarantee. i i uh i don't remember when it went live but i i've opened like 1600 email well not 1600 emails i got 1600 <laughs> email points so divide that by five so whatever that is 330 some odd emails or whatever and i haven't gotten one yeah but you know that's just like you said the luck of the draw yeah yeah they're 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 out there people are winning and we've been yeah, we've been having fill the fill the bank with CTP tokens. We have we have the liquid listeners to be able to to pay it all out. It's the the liquid CTP we're getting. So CTP is in demand, guys. Just saying. Yeah, so start buying that shit. Mm, not financial advice. <laughs> no, I meant you guys. Oh yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, Bl Eliana says she blames Mike. Totally, completely agree. Um, I, I am going to destroy this username, but it's RZC24 NFT BBG. That is a mouthful. So I'll just call you RZ if that's okay, because that's that's pretty intense. Too many things to know. Um, I think it's more of a comment than anything, but confused about what to ask. And this even after more or less six months of exploring the crypto space. Started in listeners three days ago, and now I find myself with too many tasks to do. Yeah, I mean, the big big nugget there for me is what you said, where you said six months. Keep going. Uh, I've been doing this for almost a decade now in the crypto-specific space, almost five years now on this specific blockchain. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time. I, I'm literally throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. You always got to learn. Every day, you, it's constant learning. Um, well, and, and keep in mind the the entire industry. There's a lot of experimentation. So even listeners, right. you guys are just putting stuff out, and and it's based upon conversations you have. It's based on some experience. But you release something, you really have no idea what it'll do. But right. it's just that's experimentation. Hey, let's try this. Let's see what works here. Let's 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 take what we somebody else did over there, and we'll change a little bit and and see if that flies. Yep. 
that's what what it is. Yep, that's 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 the truth of it. Um, yeah. and and like Chris said, trial and error is my whole life. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a really good way to approach this stuff. The, the, um, the, the code, coders coders motto: break it early and break it often. Yeah. yeah. So, RZ, I encourage you to keep pushing man and uh if you need anything let us know we're always around but welcome to uh listeners too uh yet gingo he's got our first price question he got our first price question but this is this one's to be accept, expected because of all the craziness that happened over the past 24 hours on polygon uh and then obviously the launch of of polycub how far do you think the price of polycub will fall before stabilizing It'll bottom out at worst at zero. <laughs> Let's see. The the lowest it can go is zero. So and I, I can I can say pretty safely it won't get to zero because I'll back up the truck at one cent. So yeah. uh you know it, it's uh, Cal and I did a impromptu uh video yesterday about this and uh Ignore the price. Mm -hmm. We haven't even had the first decline in admissions. That takes place, I think, tomorrow. So it goes down 20%. And it goes down 20% every week till it gets goes from five cub poly cub per block to one poly cub per block. Does that for a month, then it goes to half, then a quarter, then 0.125, then 0.0625. So Six months from now, by September, the effective emission of polycub will be negligible. I mean, it'll, it'll be, you know, maybe 7,000 a day or something or 2,000 a day or something. I forget what it is. It's not a lot. Yeah. So you tell me then what happens once the polycub is stopped being created, but you still have the auto farming creating generate <laughs> fees in usd that is used to go out and buy polycup where's the dynamic aspect if the amount of polycup is pretty much static it's yeah. in the price of usd so you know i have a feeling i don't know if this this lowering of emissions will stop the price drop but then again when you're when if you're bringing in money from the outside not your airdrop not your harvesting because the price in, in polycup is still going up of the X poly. But if you're bringing money in from the outside, three days ago, X poly cost 15 bucks. Now it costs like 550. So mm. it's like almost two thirds cheaper. Um, you know, again, X poly is going to become stat static because that is based upon polycup. Mm -hmm. And every time you see the polycub versus X polycub ratio go up, that means the cap on X poly goes down. Well, guess what? As it goes down, the more you hold in proportion to the whole is, is growing. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not growing, even if you just have 100 X polycub, you know, when there could have been 2 million X polycub, you had 100 out of 2 million. When it was 1 million, you had 100 out of potential 1 million. Now you're at, I forget what it is, 800,000 or 850,000. It just keeps going down. Mm -hmm. So eventually it'll get to the point where you'll have 100 out of a potential maybe 
175,000, 200,000. And at the same time, you're getting your drop. You just keep buying more ex-polycup. It'll grow over time. I I had a guy in the comments because I made a post about polycub and cub finance a couple days ago on Leo Finance. And uh, the guy was like, you know, how everyone's losing their money and, and cub finance is a big failure. I'm like, dude, it's been four days. <laughs> it's like, how, how the hell is anything a failure when it's four days old? I like it blows my mind. The, the crypto mentality of like, let's get rich overnight. Like just, this is why you can't look at price. Look at the projects. Look at the development, the use case, the community. Look at that. Stop looking at price. It's bad for you. Um, Chris, Chris actually got a follow-up question for this. He said, yeah, can, can a token ever get into negative numbers creating debt for the owners of the token? Well, I mean, uh, sure, tokenomics uh, are awful. But, yeah. I, you, you could, I guess you could have a leveraged tokenomic system, but I mean, not any of these because hmm. um, you, you end up at zero. I mean, theoretically on Hive, the HBD is, is debt. So that's one of the reasons for the haircut rule and all that other stuff is so the debt doesn't override the system and allow uh, for the system to be taken over through the HBD hive conversion. Um, You know, if somebody, you know, converted a whole lot of hive to HBD, then the the price crashes and they just they reverse it. And then, then create a crap load of hive and just take over the entire system so you know no i i don't think i mean i guess it's possible you could leverage something to a negative position where if you had that in tokenomics people would have to put up more money but why Mm -hmm. why would you go that route i I wouldn't know why but um this has got a listener's question he says uh when we are sending our mails and listeners what does the number sent indicates for example i sent my last mail spending 1350 mail tokens does that means that my mail was sent to 1350 users or the number of recipients is smaller than that judging from the opens now it's never exceeded 100 is that mean the total active listed members are less than 100 um so first question first answer yes when you send to 1350 mail tokens one mail equals one member of listeners uh the fact that it's only never really exceeded 100 uh, it's gotten close a couple times uh is simply because active users don't necessarily mean they're reading the mails and that's where our job as the owners come in and even the the entire community as a whole to encourage people not just to be active which means logging in doing whatever but actually taking part in opening the mails reading them uh etc etc so uh the total active listeners members i'll get you the numbers right now directly from inside of the admin we have 1422 active recent active members and that means within the past 30 days so in logging into the system, signed up, used something, clicked an email. There's 1,422 active members recently, uh, new members in the system. So it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. Uh, but um, we need to do, we need to continue to put push listeners so that more and more people um, start reading the emails and clicking it. And we think we have some some tools and strategies that will help that 
grow in the coming weeks here. So there you go. Task, you good? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Perfect. <laughs> hope that hope that answers the question. Have you? Thank you. Lisa says, do exchanges like Coinbase keep transaction records for tax purposes? I don't have enough to worry about for now, but hopefully next year. Uh, I just don't. I just want to know the best way to get that information. Coinbase does that. You know how accurate it is 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 questionable, but yeah, Coin Coinbase does, and a lot of them do. Um, you know, but that's only stuff that goes through their system. You know, obviously, if you do something outside of it, like technically, you take Bitcoin and you send Bitcoin from a, a you know, a, a, some type of wallet, even just to buy something. In the U.S., at least, you're responsible for capital gains. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's not going to show up in let, through your Coinbase. Coinbase says, you know, you bought this at this and then you sold it at that. That's all they, they track. And if you buy something, then you send it out. It's out of their system. Mm -hmm. So you buy some Litecoin and six months later, you take that Litecoin and send it through block trades. That They have no idea what you sold the Litecoin for. Right. Yeah. After after it's out of the system, they have no idea. So they can't. That's the the I think that I guess that's the big issue with taxing of crypto. Right. Like you can you can follow it up into a point and then it kind of like it can go multiple places and then the tracking of it is a little harder. Isn't it? Well, with but with bots and tracking, I mean, think about it. It's all on block blockchain in their public blockchains as of now so and there's no very little privacy so if you take some let's say you take cash in your your coinbase account and buy litecoin and you send it through block trades to buy hive well they see it go into block trades and you know block trades it has to report too um so they can see it go into your hive account so they know that's now your hive account then they can see, well, you also link that up to an Ethereum, to a MetaMask wallet. So now they can trace all your Ethereum and Ethereum forked transactions. The question is, is if you take some money and throw it and, and convert it to Monero and then send it through Monero, now you technically cleaned the money where it's like they can't be tracking you, but then does anybody know for certain that they haven't broken Monero's code? You know, there, there's still that question out there and, right. and it just keeps going and going. And, and ultimately, I mean, that's one of the things about Mimble Wimble that in theory, from what they're saying, you can take your Litecoin and move it on Litecoin's network, or you can move it through the Mimble Wimble aspect of Litecoin, which is the privacy. So you can send the Litecoin from one of your wallet addresses to to another one of your Litecoin wallet address, and they just lose the trail. Right. But again, you know, will there be backdoors in that? You know, that gets into a totally different. I mean, this is where the development versus the regulators and government argument comes in, in my mind, is, OK, you guys say you're going to be tracking all this and do this and do that and do the other thing. And I'm sure there's developers saying, you know what, screw you assholes. We'll just build the privacy layer right here or right, we'll run yeah. it through this system here. 
And, you know, even if it's not 100 percent certain, if, if you go into if you go into an application and it just sends things so many different ways that it makes it impossible to follow of what came out where and where it started. Uh, I think when we had Kai on, that was his intention with with one of the apps he's working on is he said, yeah, I mean, we're not going to keep any data. And, you know, I'll just send stuff so many different ways that anybody who gets in there to try to figure out where things are going, it'll be just mm-hmm. such a mess. They'll have to give up, yeah. uh, you know, and then you get out the other side and then it's like, OK, now you can run around Ethereum or Ethereum forks and nobody knows. But this mm-hmm. is all conjecture. I mean, it's. You know, it, it, it's getting very, very intricate to, as to what some of these layers may do. And I ultimately believe there will be privacy layers built because, you know, for crypto, that's one form of data. But we're really dealing with that in like medical records and stuff like that. There's going to be that need, need for privacy, especially when transmitting mm-hmm. it. So we'll see. For sure. Thanks for the question, Lisa. David Armstrong's up. He says, uh, there was such big hype regarding two airdrops in January uh, that is taking a snapshot of high for the claim drop for the Speak Network and Ragnarok. I heard the actual claim drop would be in February, now silence. My question is, is there a new time for either of these uh, claim and airdrops? It's the 20th. Yes. it's uh, For, for that, Speak. For, for Speak, it's, it's the 20th. Uh, so nine days from now. The time of this recording so that's when it will be for speak i'm not sure about ragnarok i haven't heard anything about that yet yeah so that's the uh that's the 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 latest and they made a post about it the other day too um the uh the 20th i, I can't remember i think it was on the speak network post on on their account they, they call me dan uh rehived it so just right. go to they call me dan's account and you'll find Perfect. it mm-hmm. uh Chappelle has a really good question here how do you uh do you have abuse protection on in listeners i mean can someone create multiple accounts and upvote themselves to cheat um i mean well we do have it in place where you know i mean i'm sure people can this is the thing and and this is funny that you mentioned this for years and years and years um in my business i always we always maintain that we had basic cheat protection up on some of our websites, but at the end of the day, we always felt that if you made the user experience just absolutely miserable in order to stop cheaters, per se, um, people would just get pissed off and they wouldn't use your site anymore because it would just be like trying to like, you know, figure out Fort Knox to get in and, and just do basic transactions. So we have basic abuse protection inside of listeners we have url checkers we have make sure ip addresses they can't use multiple of the same same accounts but at the end of the day abuse is not a big thing in in listeners yet um there's well, nothing think of it them. this way if i set up 20 accounts so i can upvote my emails 20 times to to cross the threshold Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee when I send out that email that my accounts are going to get that email. Right. So, yeah. you know, how many accounts do you need to set up to ensure that you get enough of your accounts with the email to upvote it? You know, you probably have to set up 
a hundred accounts maybe because mm-hmm. you know if you're sending out and then how many emails can you send out because it, you know and then how, <laughs> how many will you have read i mean are you going to be able to send out 1600 because if, if you're only able to send out 75 or 100 well your your 100 bots aren't going to or your 100 accounts aren't going to get that so you know yeah, and, just, and remember to take part in the verification you need a hive account Exactly yeah, like Eliana said. So you would need a Hive account. So for every single one of those bots that you'd set up to abuse the system, which I don't think it's worth it, but if you did, you'd have to go and get Hive accounts for each one of those. Yeah, which so, which then gets you in the end about 15, maybe 12, maybe 19. So let's say 15 listeners, that's worth about 30 Hive. Right. So mm-hmm. at Hive's price now, you're doing all of that to get 25 bucks a week. It's just, if it's, you are yeah. able, if you're even able to pull it off. Right. So, yeah, there's the, the, the protection is almost the blockchain itself. And the protection is the, the how the system works, too. But it's it still needs to be there to, to, to stop. So the IP addresses and stuff like that, like we do the basics. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you said, is it worth it? I don't think it is for people. But. Never underestimate the scumminess of people <laughs> when it comes to trying to abuse things. So, uh, thank you for the question, Chappelle. Appreciate it. Arcane says, I would like to upgrade to enterprise level and listeners. Unfortunately, right now, finding 97 bucks a month is very hard. I see from what others have posted that the subscription could be self supporting and even profitable, but it takes 10 weeks to unstake listeners' tokens, which means it takes at least two months. Before three months, it is self-supporting. Plus, if you unstake, you don't earn rewards while the unstaking is taking place. If my understanding is correct, the sale of listeners' tokens can't be used to pay for the subscription. Uh, do I have that right, or am I totally confused? Well, you can't you can't use listeners directly, but you can use Hive. Um, so, because the listeners, the, the only two tokens you can use for subscriptions on a blockchain level on Hive is Hive and HBD. Uh, so you can you can eventually flip it for Hive and HBD, and I think that's the big goal. Um, we have that in place. Uh, the ten weeks to, that's one of the abuse protectors. Um, the the last thing we need is to have people, you know, especially with all the rewards we're giving out with the shaky shaky and this thing that's coming out on Monday. The last thing we could have is people unstake just to get these rewards. And just excuse me, stake to get these rewards and then unstake right away and stake and then unstake and stake and unstake. So we have that in place. So people stake it. It, it builds a little bit of, you know, stability to the market and it helps uh, the system grow and grow and grow. If people were just buying and staking and unstaking, it would just it would just be an absolute disaster and it would wouldn't help us move how we want it to grow. So. Long, long answer, short answer. Um, you can eventually take those list nerds, unstake them, and swap them for Hive and HBD, and then pay for your subscription that way. So, hope that helps. Because the only way to do subscriptions with Hive-based tokens is through Hive and HBD. Sound good? When Tass doesn't say anything, I get all weirded out, man. I think he's frozen. Well, that's your forte. I mean, what am I going to say? I I don't know. Shit. There you go. 
Um, Iron Shield says, question, what is the time, what amount of time does it take to recharge voting and listeners? What is the ratio between Stacey to be in the number of daily votes? Uh, so it's, it's 20% um, uh, a day. So you would recharge just like on Hive, uh, 20% a day. Uh, the, the, the exact ratio, I'm sure maybe Eliana would have the numbers handy. I, how I do it this way, I stake a whole bunch of CTP. I never need to worry about what the daily votes are. Um, I think Chris said last night in the show, he has 6,000, uh, CTP staked in listeners and he never has to worry about running out of votes ever. And, um, that's kind of, I, I know that's not the specific answer you're looking for. Uh, but I, I think if you had 500 to 1,000 CTP staked in the system, you'd be dandy. Um, you, unless, you know, listeners start sending 20 million messages a, a day, uh, you'll be fine for now. You know, so um, I don't have the exact number. Uh, I'm sure Blaine would have it if he was handy, if he was here. Uh, but uh, I think obviously the more CTP you have staked, the, the more votes you have. So for me, I don't have to, I, I just checked this morning. I have, uh, 15,000, 17,000 CTP staked, uh, inside of listeners. And I have 700, approximately 700 votes remaining. So, I mean, you know, never going to run out of votes. So, oh, wait, Eliana's got one. Each vote the receiver makes requires 25 voting power. Voting power generates at a vote of 20% a day. So one stake CTP equals one voting power. So there you go. Eliana, with the answer. Yes. That's all I can do. I don't don't make her do the math. Yeah. I, I, yeah well, considering one stake equals one voting power, so 25 voting power, that means 25 staked CTP. Not real advanced math there well so you're probably smart. right five five hundred uh stake ctp would probably get you about you know the votes you need yep. depend depending on how much stuff you're gonna vote on yeah you know? right yeah yeah we want more people voting so we try to keep it as you don't need thousands of ctp to vote so. no i Thank mean you. how much you vote on i mean you know some people may vote on every mail they re email they receive. Other people may not vote on too many. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Edric is up. Edgar, sorry. And he is actually in the show right now. He said, my question is for Jongo. Is there any new listener-style products based on the blockchain that can give us a preview? Um, we don't have anything coming through the pipeline, but someone actually, it's funny, uh, this was kind of one of the 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 side benefits, I guess, of of building listeners. We're having a lot of the affiliate marketing world asking questions, and I actually had a gentleman ask me this morning. He had a business model, and he was asking how he could build it on Hive if it was feasible. Uh, who came from a marketing background? So we specifically don't have anything coming out. We're just working on listeners. Uh, that's that's our focus right now, uh, but. I think you're going to see more and more projects starting. Um, I don't know if they're going to be listener style projects, but there's, there's definitely interest because of listeners. The interest is there for people to start building here. So one can hope 
Hope that answers the question. Thank you. <clears throat> Here we go. We got NBA 2020. This is Chris. Um, this is actually a business question. He, uh, he wants to know, uh, uh, you might find this funny, but I am not completely 100% sure I understand what a funnel is. Can you please simplify it to me uh, like uh, I was a six-year-old? Yeah, perfect. Okay, so it depends on what kind of funnel. Now, let's say the, the, the basic marketing funnel, right? The basic, let's say, affiliate marketing funnel that they preach about and try to teach you for years and years and years. The capture all is all of your free leads. So the top of your funnel is where all the traffic is generated. People are coming in from blog posts and emails and this, that, and a third, and they join your mailing list. So that's the top of the funnel goes down the first time you start segmenting the list you start saying hey i've got a really cool lead magnet you can buy this or you know not even a lead magnet a little a little product product etc etc very low cost so it's like five bucks to ten bucks very low cost that's the next level of your funnel um of those people so you got the top of the funnel where it's all free leads and people are coming in then the first level is like a, a very cheap um product or service that you offer to all those free leads then the people that take that get segmented into another funnel a lower funnel and that would be a mid-range price product so a 20 to 30 to 50 dollar product um then you take those people that say yes to this and you go down and that would be your 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 higher tier not you know not top of the food chain funnel uh product but uh a $100 a month product, some type of subscription model. So that would be uh, the tier. And then the bottom tier, and this is a very simplified funnel, the bottom tier would be like your consulting clients, the people that will pay you thousands of dollars. Uh, the bottom of the funnel ends up being the most targeted list of your subscribers because they funnel down on every level. So it starts with the free members this is why it's important to build your list and get your brand out there so people get to know like and trust you they do a little bit of business with you they like what you they offer you you sell them something else they even love that and you start getting these raving fans the further the the funnel goes down so that's a very simplified one chris but you know what i'll uh i'll, I'll diagrams really help with that i have a whole bunch uh inside of ctp i'm pretty sure there's a funnel lesson inside of ctp if not there should be one so um Hope that helps. Let me know if it doesn't. If it does. Good question, though. Appreciate it. Uh, do, 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 do. Rick Estarella is up, and guess what he wants to know? Task. No? I just answer questions. <laughs> there was no question asked. Yeah, uh, my questions about crypto are the following. If this conflict between Russia and Ukraine continues, how can the market react? What are the strongest... It can, go up, it can go down or it can shut down when they crush the power grid. How's that for an answer? I like it. Rick, yeah. if you if you ever listen to these replies, please let us know because we, we will reply the same thing each week. The second one: What are the strongest cryptos to withstand the phase, uh, this phase in the crypto market? If they the shut down the electric grid, no crypto because the electric grid's gone. 
But then at that point, so is your bank account. So don't worry about it. Yeah, you're good. Um, what's the future of Hive after? It's going to $10,000 in token. Guaranteed yes. buy now. Yes, $1 million Hive. Okay, $1 million Hive. Coming. For token. Perfect. Uh, I We don't have a crystal ball, Rick. Um, use case community development. Those are the best ones to look at. Tom Aliente wants to know, um, uh, he needs more input on how to write email series. Well, there's awesome, awesome training inside of CTP on how to properly structure email, um, your writings of emails, um, indoctrination emails, different series that you can, tons of information inside of CTP. So if you go through all that training and you still need help, let us know. We are here to help. Appreciate it. Uh, Stick Up Curator says, so many questions, so little time. Sometimes uh, a lot of questions, uh, wants to, they have questions about Hive and secondary tokens. No specific questions, so I guess that's for one for later. I'm sure that will be a, uh, a later question. So, Tokenized Society, hey, maniacs. Before I ask my questions, I just wanted to say I finally joined listeners and think it's a great platform. It's very useful and straightforward enough that even someone with no experience using mailers such as myself can easily understand. Kudos to the team. Kudos to you. Thank you for joining. My question is actually about the token. Um, I understand that you can earn it by having mails verified and you can stake it on the platform for passive gains, but there are other use cases existing or planned for the token. Absolutely. Loads of them are coming. Uh, there will be one on Monday. We're crossing fingers. Uh, but tons of development coming for listeners. Yes, there is and there will be. It's coming. Or not, we'll blame Canada. If not, but there will be. Ben Thomas says, the elites of the world seem to think that they can come for everyone's crypto and we already know any government can certainly block your internet access. Do you think this will push more people towards options to invest in like precious metals? Well, <laughs> the, the precious metal crowd, I mean, yeah, you can always move a little bit of precious metal, but let's be honest. If you got $200,000 or $150,000 in precious metals and you have to unload that and Craps hitting the fan. That's going to be tough to do. Um, you know, it's this is the problem with that Russia has. I mean, Russia invested a lot in gold, and they started to get away from that because they realized, you know, we have six hundred million dollars in gold. What are we going to do with it? I mean, it's you're not very liquid at that point. Um, of course, they got another lesson that they diversified and put stuff in other central banks and those are being taken. So, you know, the idea of the shit hitting the fan and everybody going after everybody and them stopping your Internet access. Look at who's involved in this shit. And you start to look at major players are getting involved. The idea that they're stopping crypto is absurd. The idea that most countries are going to cut off your Internet access is absurd now. You know, even in China, from what I hear, you know, which has the most stringent, you know, Internet rules, they just use a VPN to get around. 
and yeah. you know you're looking at mesh networks being developed i mean this goes back to what we said before i mean you're putting pitting governments against technology people i bet on the technology people um you know precious metals and and all commodities are running right now and so everybody's saying precious metal precious metals but what happens when the situation reverses what happens when this ukraine russia situation does uh diminish and and you know or at least moves off the front pages which will happen at some point now if you believe world war three is coming you know you then that's a different story and is world war three coming who the hell knows with our leadership in the west um anything's possible but uh, um when when you start to look at this stuff it's like you know for 30 years i've been hearing the collapse of everything from the gold bugs and the precious metal people and now the bitcoin maxis and you know oh the dollar's going to crash the dollar's going to zero and it's like have you seen what the dollar's done lately so when shit hits the fan the dollar goes through the roof yeah what does that tell you um you know I, I look at the gold market. This is how I, I judge the gold market. I look at what gold is, the market is saying, not inflation, not deflation. It's uncertainty. The gold market gets squirrely when there's uncertainty. If the gold market's starting to run, that tells me that there's uncertainty out there about certain economic conditions. That's something to look for. In terms of investing, Precious metals are always a good hedge. So if you take a portion of your portfolio to put in precious metals, to have some gold, to have some silver on hand, right. not a bad idea. But would I take my entire net worth and put it into precious metals? No. And the gold argument, in my opinion, and people are the gold bugs out there, I think they're going to run into a massive problem in the next couple decades because I view gold bugs as boomers. Well, boomers are dying off. And the millennials, at least in the United States, they're not gold people. They're Bitcoiners mm -hmm. and other things. So, And now it looks like they're NFTs. So you could have a generational thing. And that's what I think most people misunderstand is value is what we agree it is. So if mm -hmm. we say gold is valuable, which we've said for thousands of years, then that's fine. But keep in mind, there was a point in time where aluminum was even more valuable than gold, even though aluminum or, or aluminum was more plentiful, but because they couldn't separate it from the other uh, materials that were, were tied to it, it may have been plentiful, but they couldn't get pure aluminum. Well, a different technology came along. Now all of a sudden aluminum cans are rusting out by the side of the road. Will Bitcoin do a number on gold in the future? I don't know. But if you look at the last 40 years with money, the generation before me, the boomers, were the cash generation. My generation, mm -hmm. when I left school, credit cards were big and then debit cards became big. You get to the generation behind me, cash apps. This younger generation, Generation Alpha or Z or whatever the hell they call them, they yeah. may be crypto, they may be something totally different. So the idea that if money, if our idea of money can change or what we use as, as currency, the idea of what we use as value can change too. And this is where I think the gold Bitcoin argument sways as these millennials get more money, they get in positions of power and the, the 
boomers start to die off and their wealth goes to their millennial kids, I think we could change, see a total change in outlook. But for the time being, if you're going in precious metals as a hedge, it's never a bad idea to have some hedges in place. And precious metals are a good hedge against, uh, you know, uncertain right. time, uh, times of economic uncertainty, which I think we have that looking forward, whether we're getting World War Three or not, who the hell knows. But there's a lot of economic headwinds, in my opinion. So mm. a little gold, a little silver is probably not a bad idea to have in your your safe at home or your safe deposit box or, you know, wherever under your mattress, wherever you want to keep it. Plus a little cash is probably, you know, your native currency or even if you're not your native, get some USD. And that's, you know, a little cash on hand just in case things go to crap is never a bad idea either. Mm -hmm. yep. But at the end of the day, like they said, if the crap hits the fans, Bullets and water and food is probably the uh, commodities you want to focus upon. Yeah. Yep. Good question, though. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. Farhad is up, and he's in the audience, too. Uh, three questions here. Any uh, any plans to add or remove from HE? In oh, to add to remove tokens from HE index. Yeah, we always do uh, add them Uh once we add them, it is extremely hard, and I think it's almost impossible, according to Blaine, to remove them. So uh, what happens, though, they don't get removed. They just don't get purchased anymore if they're if they've gone to poop. You know, if they've gone to hell in a handbasket, we just don't buy them anymore. Uh, but it's really, really hard, if not impossible, for the way that index is set up to remove them. But adding, we add them. We haven't done a lot of additions recently. We we I think the last one we added was level with with uh, with CyberX, uh, but we do add tokens consistently. Uh, and the second one, other than adding removing tokens, any new development plans for the uh, pipeline of index? Uh, I mean, we purchased a whole bunch of gold foil legendaries for the index account. Uh, I think we purchased six new gold foil legendaries a couple of weeks ago. So we're the way that we are, um, uh, you know, looking at index, we're looking at accumulating assets for index holders. That's, that's our game plan each and every day. So we stake the majority of the SPS we get in Splinterlands. Uh, but we do keep it liquid because what we do is we take it and we buy assets with it. So whether it's gold foil legendaries, whether it's land, we want to build up a nice little nest egg for, for you guys, for index holders. So that's what we're doing there. Um, duty, duty, duty. Um, three, any readily tools available to analyze the Hive Engine tokens in my wallet, like average purchase price, profits, losses, especially uh, for an inducer? who doesn't know or want to develop code for querying the blockchain, the tools developed by AMR are no more working. Okay. Uh, there's nothing, you know, AMR did great stuff, um, but he, I'm pretty sure he's kind of disappeared. Uh, I think he, I don't think he's around much anymore, but Hive Stats is fantastic uh, for a lot of the information you need there. Uh, it might not be exactly what you're looking for, but uh, Hive Stats provides me with, a ton of tools I can look at. Um, and um, that's the only one I use. I don't know, Task, if you know of any other tools that you use. No, and Hive Stats supposedly will be expanding and they'll be adding to it. So mm -hmm. it's probably mm -hmm. something to keep an eye on. Yep. 
Hope that helps, man. Appreciate the questions. And then finally, gratitude mine. What is the importance and benefits of a Discord server to newbies? Does each community have one? <laughs> How do I link to join if so? Yeah, uh, that's. Uh, I remember when I was in Krakow, Poland for Steamfest 3, uh, and Agrode from Splinterlands was, was up on stage doing a presentation for then Steam Monsters. And he said this, and I remember this quote to this day. If you are not doing discord you're not doing crypto properly uh crypto seems to be attached at the hip with discord everyone loves discord i personally freaking hate discord i hate it i can't stand it i like telegram more telegram is a lot cleaner for me it's simple i understand it it's just a text chat discord there's too many things going on it's it is i hate discord i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it i can't stand it but it seems to be a necessary evil in crypto. Everyone wants Discord uh, in the crypto space. So I use Discord simply because I'm in the crypto space and it's required. Um, but I freaking hate it. It's like Ethereum to me. Of uh, It's the Ethereum of chat platforms to me. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but it's, you know, it's not horrible. I don't hate it. I'm not saying I hate it, hate it, but... If if you put if you put a gun to my head and said, "Dude, you had to choose one," I would choose Telegram, uh, just because Telegram to me is cleaner, um, as long as it's managed properly. Because sometimes they turn into spam farms. Um, but um, yeah, um, Discord, uh, I would I would look into it. If you're new to this, um, definitely join Discord servers, poke around. Um, do you have to have your own Discord 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 server? I guess that's debatable if you're trying to set up a community, especially in the crypto space. But, um, yeah. <laughs> exactly, Chris. Yeah, there's so many people in crypto that the only way you can contact them is through Discord because they don't use any other forms uh, of communication. So it's just it's like a necessary evil in crypto. If you're in crypto, you got to. You got to bite the bullet, man. And it's not as bad as I'm making it out to be. I'm just trying to do this for entertainment purposes. But it's 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 there. And if you're in crypto, you should definitely get familiar with it. So. Well, oh, are you done with the Discord? Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just uh, an FYI. Evidently, a post went up uh, by Leo Finance. Week two has begun, which means the... Payouts are now 20% less in terms of per block basis. We went from five to four block, uh, polycup per, per block. block. Nice. So we'll see what that has on the price, if any. But as we said, we we know that that is deflationary, the polycup. And there's the first leg. And seven days from now, we'll get another leg down. So that's how it's designed. Yep. There you go. Beautiful. Um, guys, we did it. Uh, lots of great questions, man. Task, how was that? You have fun, man? How's it going? Yeah. yeah. That, 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 we, we, I must say, we, for some reason, we have very intelligent, a very intelligent following, which yeah, for you and I is rather surprising. Well, because... I was about to say, like, well, the intelligence is definitely not from me, so it's not that they're <laughs> attracted to my brain, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. So they they ask some some good questions and a, a wide variety of questions. So, Very much you know, so. The, yeah. the, 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 the areas of interest 
you know, if we got all listeners' questions. And, and here's another thing. Did you notice? Mm. Not a single Splinterlands question. I was about, That's what I was just thinking when you mentioned that. I was like, not one Splinterlands question at all. I even had to throw in some Splinterlands uh, propaganda there. With, with I the, know. The, you, you couldn't get away with it. You're going to make me start to mention the Cummy token again. Oh, man. Oh, dude. You Pete, even threw in Ethereum. You couldn't even help yourself. You threw Ethereum in. Discord I know, is the Ethereum of messaging was... apps. I mean, yeah, I called it the Discord's the Ethereum of messaging apps. I mean, that's literally what it feels like to me. It's uh, <laughs> too much going on, man. It's I agree. I'm not a huge Discorder either. But then again, I'm not. I don't really like Twitter either. I like yeah. Hive. I figured I out Hive. Yeah, Just Hive post in a freaking comment section or put a post up what you want to say. Easy peasy, man. Uh, dude, have a great weekend. Uh, everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. Um, I got to go be family man now. So uh, uh, pray for me, guys, because I've got to do a whole lot of driving today. So good <laughs> so, luck. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening in, guys. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. And then disregard fiat is up on the 15th. Looking forward to seeing what's going on with Deluxe and all the stuff that he is working on as well that is our next episode next week so have a great weekend everyone and we'll see you next week ciao thanks for listening to the cryptomaniacs podcast we hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week 